everyone welcome to don't spoil the ending episode 18 the date is the 28th of july 2017 and my name's john my name's sam my name's nick my name's jono and we have outed joe this week we've ousted him <laughs> it's a military coup we've got rid of him oh, so. wait, wait. who's this who's oh yeah i don't know who you're talking about all right boys <laughs> <laughs> there he is shit we'll have to let him back in his cupboard no yeah joe's having a week off yeah he's, he's having a well-deserved week off isn't he well deserved great he's... but he's uh he'll be back next week for the dunkirk episode so so yeah that's the big one that's the five manner that we're having yeah got a bigger dunkirk episode lined up next week that'll be a good one uh but before then nick i believe you've been up to something this week oh one or two things Went away again, didn't I? Yeah, had another uh, European vacation. Yeah, went to Brussels in Belgium. How did that go? Oh, it went very well. Got. I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you I can't remember. I, 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 no, I did a few things. I went. I went like round uh, a few. I went like round a cathedral. That was quite interesting. Um, uh, I went. I went round a chocolate. Uh, the history museum oh well when you go belgium you've got to check out the chocolate yeah well that's what yeah. i thought i was like oh, it's gonna be amazing there and it yeah. was just the history of chocolate and i was like i mean the only <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're going around it's just got boards and it's like okay so the first bean was found in africa and then you go a bit along and like <coughs> that bean was took to belgium <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm making this up but, but like that's more or less what it was like you're following the history of the first cocoa bean <laughs> it's, it's journey pretty much yeah the, the the journey of the first cocoa bean and uh um but the good thing is they had these like little dispensable things um with little chocolate and i was like oh quite oh, um, but like i had one of them and it was just like pure cocoa i was like Oh. That's uh, the worst taste ever. I, I think I'd love that. I, I love that. Yeah. That'd be properly. It was. Bitter. It was like. Oh, it. it was bitter. Right. Well, I love like you know the dark chocolate you can get. Like 90% oh no. Dark or something. No, like. see, I I really like dark chocolate, it's, but this yeah. this wasn't like that. Oh right, it was just like like pure like, pure like bean. dark chocolate's yeah. one of my favourite like chocolates, but like I really didn't like this. It was really horrible. Like it evaporates all the moisture from your mouth, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, it really did. Like, <laughs> I, I nearly spat it out. Uh, and then 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 we did this like little. Uh, like she did a um, demonstration of how they make chocolate, and I thought it was gonna be all right, but like it was just just a woman, like literally, she'd go like, "All right, so what we do, we melt chocolate." Like she had a big bar of chocolate. I was like, "All right, so you're not telling us how you actually make chocolate. You're just showing us that you melt some chocolate, turn it into other chocolate." And she just kept going like, right, and here's one I made earlier, and then like she, she'd never actually do anything. I was like, "This is boring." Yeah. That sounds a bit like when I was a kid and you learned how like Rice Krispie cakes were made or something. And you think of this like magical thing behind it. It's just you get chocolate, you melt it, you put it on the Rice Krispies. It's like, oh. oh. <laughs> if you want to make the marshmallow version, you melt marshmallows and you put yeah. them on Rice Krispies. That's yeah. done. Pretty simple. <laughs> what I expected from it was like, you know, in the Simpsons where they all go to the, like, the, fa- the chocolate factory and they end up in the vat and the kids are swimming in the chocolate. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. Nick or like the box it. factory or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> just something actually good no. where you make it interesting. I mean, apart from that, like, Pretty much just drank a lot. I say you drank, you drank a lot by the side. That, yeah. that was your main reason for going, really. Oh, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> it was pretty much. Sam came in on the We were on the Friday, came like flew back on the Sunday, and uh, like literally, like on the Friday, we got there, we we went round, we just tried out because they have like ales there, uh, and it's like nine percent ale, uh, and, right. and and it's it's hefty stuff, it's nice stuff, but like they, they, they serve it in only you know point three three liter uh yeah glasses okay. um because it's just daft to sell it anymore like and the friday, friday i forgot to mention the 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 saturday 
that we went there. Um, oh, sorry, no, the Friday, which is the day we got there. It was the uh, it was Belgium Day. National cool. Belgian Day. I don't even know what Belgian Day is. You have waffles <laughs> and chocolate. See, I, when I was told about this, because we booked it not knowing it was happening, when I was told it was Belgian Day, I just, all I envisioned was sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sprouts. <laughs> waffles, sprouts, and tintin and chocolate. But um, no, like they, I don't, you've been, haven't you? Yeah. There's this like massive, like I think it's like a five, six mile long road uh, at some point. And yeah. It's got like a big tram track. That was filled with, and um, like, we looked at it online, there's, quarter of a million people on this road and it was honestly it was so busy there was just loads of uh like people parading down with these like uh, big dolls that people were in spinning round. it was <laughs> the weirdest thing you know mental <laughs> oh it honestly it was mental and like they had fireworks and that. we missed the fireworks because we were so tired from the flight that we went back to the hotel and just drank at the hotel <laughs> but, but like they, they had like those airplanes flying over with like smoke coming out the back and stuff like the uh the red arrows and yeah. Yeah, yeah that kind of stuff honestly it was really fun that day yeah um like they had like little bars like along the, the road and literally every one we, we ended up getting another one even if we hadn't finished the other one with that down it let's go for another one I do like the idea of like National Belgium Day I don't think we, we really have it in this country do we but like no. Canada have just had National Canada Canada Day it's like 150 years of Canada it's just a date but like yeah we've been here for 150 years do you know why we yeah. can't have it because it'd end up being some like racist march in this country because we're seen as we're seen as like if, I mean, if you celebrate being British it's almost seen to be a well I'm, I was just would, thinking like would we not have like St George's Day yeah. Well, we don't really celebrate. If you think about it, in this country, we have Paddy's Day, St. Patrick's Day, before anything else, before, like, that scene is, like, it may as well be our national holiday because St. George's Day gets forgot about. I actually think, though, like, um, St. Patrick's Day is now Ireland's, like... That they day. celebrate it like we yeah. do, like, like like Belgium do, like yeah. yeah. But like so just just thinking about it, we don't have like a national England day because we've been around for thousands of years, haven't we? Probably like Canada's only been around for like 150 years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, bit, looks... a bit of a bigger deal for them. Like. Yeah. We probably just give up on it. We were like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. Maybe I'll, I'll stop having a pop of the Canadians anyway. Uh, <laughs> make anything more from from Brussels, but I mean, like I say, like like we, we did that day, got very drunk. Uh, on the Saturday, we went out and we found an Irish bar with two euro uh, pints for two euros and then that that and that night ended pretty much how you'd yeah. imagine it ended <laughs> dangerous <huh? laughs> yeah pretty much exactly how you'd imagine it ended and was that your last memory of the day just there's oh, two euros <laughs> just a blackout after i woke that. up and i was at home <laughs> <laughs> literally the day after we were flying and like it weren't until the evening we were flying and we planned on doing like stuff all the next day. We didn't do a thing. <laughs> we literally went to the. Um, I think we went to the the airport like five hours early because we were just like, I, I can't physically yeah. do anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good. it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good stuff. Obviously, we're doing that. Not much time to watch anything much this week. But uh, before we got into what we've done this week, film wise, uh, we've watched a few trailers. We we'll have, talk yeah. about them if that's okay. Yeah. We've all watched Ready Player One, the yeah, new yeah. Steven Spielberg Warner Bros. Hoping it's going to be an epic kind of blockbuster film. Hoping. Uh, I've read the book. The, I think I mentioned to you guys before, I'm not a fan of references. And this this film and book is all about references. That's almost the point. It's right. like a holy grail of pop culture, the, the trailer says yeah. kind of thing. So I kind of, I, f- I forgive it that. Uh, but I, I, lo- I love the look of it. I think uh, the effects look great. Certain directors have certain kinds of effects, like Brian Singer's films all look the same effects wise and I like the look of his effects Spielberg's films are getting that way where they all look the same effects wise there was a few characters in that trailer that I thought looked like the BFG 
which was this last film. That like that, um, that kind of orc looking yeah, dude. Yeah, I've seen that. It's yeah. got a bit of a BFG ish face to Definitely, him, and I, yeah. I like it. I, I think it looks pretty good. So, uh, what do you guys think? I wasn't. I wasn't that keen on it. I just, really? just seeing the trailer, and it's. Oh, I'm not. Like you're saying, it's you're you're kind of thinking it's going to be an epic. I I kind of wasn't getting that feel for it. I don't really know much of the story, and honestly, I'd only heard it. But when you mentioned the trailer, to be honest, the trailer like, doesn't give you much of what it actually no, it is doesn't. about. It's just he goes into this sort of parallel world, like a, like, like, a, VR like a VR yeah. world, because the world that he lives in is too overpopulated. So there's yeah. no no way for him to do anything. The the effects of it, like where where he goes into that world, the the, the effects kind of remind me of Tron a little bit. Well, I mean, got... I'm pretty sure there was a Tron bike in there as well. At right, point, okay. so I think yeah, I think that's pro- probably kind of intentional. Yeah, so everything yeah. sort of supposedly futuristic that's been in a film before I think you, you've seen it in it like yeah. DeLorean DeLorean Freddy Krueger Iron, Iron Giant, Giant uh, the one which mentioned oh the Tron bike the Tron bike yeah. is loads in it so yeah. we'll make a good trivia quiz of uh, yeah. what, how many characters did you see in there as well, like <laughs> which film holds the record for the most popular <laughs> Nick what, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the trailer I mean I'm neither here than nor there to be honest really? I, I, like I'll I'll watch it and I'll probably really enjoy it, but like from the trailer, like uh, I I thought it looked really good. I, I do, but like yeah. it's not something I'm probably gonna like rush out to watch or anything. Yeah, but like like I, like I say, when I watch it, I'll probably have really enjoyed it. And yeah, fair enough. John, have you got anything you want to add on that? Or on that, no, not really. It, it was something that I'll probably end up watching, but like Nick said, it's not something that I'm gonna go and pay to. <clears throat> pay to watch I'd probably wait for it to be released or borrow it off you when you've got it on it's a bit easier that way <laughs> oh that's fair enough so yeah it looks good we'll, we'll move on oh, sorry, go it, yeah it looks good and I think we we will probably have it's probably one of them films where you, you don't think of much of it now and when you watch it you probably your opinion changes and it probably is better than it it appeared yeah speaking of it we'll move, <laughs> we'll move on to the new it trailer yeah we will it's been released uh, Inman have you watched this one at all I've not, not seen no. this one this is something you should have watched it's have the... you seen the first the I haven't actually no Oh, were you um, not on the It Park podcast? No, it wasn't. Do you have not seen the original film? <laughs> you've not seen the original film, and you've not seen either of the two um, trailers. trailers for the new film. Nope, completely fresh. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so this this is a bit yeah. of a, a, a lesson for you then. <laughs> From the trailer, it looked basically like ninety five percent like the original in the way it's made. Right. Scene yeah. for scene, it seems to be the same. Same story. Yeah, it's just, it seems to be, it seems to have wheedled out the bits, or the majority of the bits that were a bit cringy in the first one. From, you know, when well, we watched it, yeah, I mean, some of it looked a bit more slick and a bit less sort of juddery in the first yeah. film. There was a lot of juddery parts where it felt like the acting just slipped off a, a cliff and it was a bit like... I mean, can I, can I just come on to a point from that? Yeah. Like, you're, you're definitely right, it looks slick, but that for me is the turn off with it. I don't want a slick horror film. I want it to be like dirty and gritty and scary. You know what I mean, like that. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I'm just not bothered by. I it just at meant all. it was from in my oh, no, no, sense. You, you're right. What you it, said though, it's, it, it's a very slick looking trailer. Yeah, kind of I thing, felt but... like they're sort of ironing out the kinks that were in the original, which yep. was a lot of well-known actors suddenly becoming like they'd lost all <laughs> skills in acting. <laughs> like specifically, the man that plays John Boy in the Wallens. Like, yeah. there's a scene I remember from the original. Like, it's just like he couldn't act, but I feel like they must have ironed that out in this film because it looked better. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I say, it looks very slick, but for me, that's almost a negative point with the horror film because I want to be a bit freaked out. Nick, what are your thoughts on the? Uh... I, I, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but like play Red Player One. I'll I'll watch it. I'm not going to be rushing out the door. Yeah, no, to that's, watch it. Like... I, I totally understand. That's hard to like. 
having a pit. We watch so many trailers and stuff and films. It's always hard to have like an opinion either one way or the other. I mean, you know, it's I mean, there is obviously like I've got a bit of a bias to certain films though. So like I I see, I see a super. I mean, I know you're like you're not big on your superhero film, no. um, Sam. But um, but like when I see a superhero film, I'm I'm I get hyped for that. Yeah, you know what I mean, so like the, the Justice League uh, trailer just got released. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, like I, I see this, I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good. I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I can see your point, and I think I can see your point because you get two three minutes of a trailer to show. You don't want to spoil the film, but you want to show how good the film's going to be. With superhero films, it's like all action, like the majority of it. So it's like. <laughs> It's not, it's, not, it's not even that for me, like, um, because like I'm 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 watching it. I'm like, oh my god, it's it's, it's Aquaman. Oh my god, it's Batman. And I'm getting <laughs> dead excited because I know these characters. But yeah. like, like with it, like I I know of I know of it. I know of the uh, the, the the clown thing, and uh, like people were talking about it today. Go, oh, it's terrifying. And I mean, it's, I, no, the the, the actual not, trailer, the second yeah. trailer, saying it's terrifying. And I was like, I was watching it. And I was like. I'm not, no, I'm well, not that terrified. I'll just no. jump in there. We'll give Heggy a name shout. A, a name shout? A, a shout, shout out? A, shout out. <laughs> oh, a name shout? <laughs> give Heggy a shout out. Heggy. He, he was terrified. <laughs> 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 but he, he, he was terrified by it once. He, uh... That's what I mean. Like, I, 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 I weren't that terrified. Yeah, I wasn't But I think that's because he did actually tell us that he's not a big fan of yeah, the maybe. horror films. Like Sam knows him better than anyone. Yeah. And he said he said to us before that sometimes when they get put on, he might just go and not even watch them with you. Yeah, because he doesn't enjoy it whatsoever. No, it's not a sort of thing for him, so that was going to scare him. We'll move on to the third trailer, if you're all okay with that. Yeah. Uh, me and him and I haven't seen this one, I don't think, nope. but Suburbicon, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it only got released today, to be honest. Yeah. But like, um, I, 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 I stuck it on. Um because I seen that Matt Damon was in it, and and it's a film directed by George Clooney. Like, you you'll probably know better than I do, but I've never known a film to be film um, directed by George Clooney. But oh yeah, he's done a he few. Has done work before, yeah. yeah, did one called Leatherheads, which is an American football film. All oh, right. He did one with Sam Rockwell about a famous TV game show host in the US. Oh, like I've that. watched this. Well, he he, he starred in it as well, didn't he? Sam Rockwell did. Oh, I, think, right. oh, I think Clooney was in it. Ah. He did, oh, he did Good Night and Good Luck. He was in that, I think, as a TV reporter. But the one I'm thinking of, Sam Rockwell plays a game show host. Chuck Barris is called... I think the name of the, I know the name of the guy, but not the name of the film. <laughs> he played a guy called Chuck Barris, who was a game show host, but he claimed in his autobiography he was also working for the CIA, killing people. <laughs> so the film's like almost like a kind of... It's based on him, but like if, it, if what he's saying is true, it's based on that kind of thing, uh. so... But Clooney, if I had the name, that'd help. But Clooney directed that film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's done a few. Oh, fair enough. I kind of want to watch that. <laughs> but, I mean, to be fair, yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite interested. <laughs> now, this one, like, it's weird because it, like, it starts off with this, like, almost advert for this, like, little suburban town called Suburbicon. And I like, um, I don't know if you two will get this reference, but like for me, it, it's like the trailer for the old, uh, the Fallout Four trailer. Oh, do, you, do you know when like it's got like the nice little neighborhood and dogs like running like the the dead bright colored cars, like the nineteen fifties. Yeah, uh, yeah it yeah. looked very much like that to me. And then right. then I thought it was going the way of that, but it it didn't. No, <laughs> yeah. it didn't quite pan out. <laughs> it was like it was like a trailer of two halves. It was like the very like Truman show everything's perfect sort of this is suburbia everything's nice neat tidy and then it turned into a, a, an actual pure riot there was there right. was riots in it towards the end which it didn't seem to like it was going to go that way yeah. it started off really perfect and then 
I mean, like, like when, it, when it first goes off of the like little suburbia um, feel, um, Matt Damon walks into his uh, like son's bedroom. He's like, "Come with me. There's something in the house." And then, like, <laughs> it, it just kicks off from there. Like, like, like at one point in the trailer, I remember um, it looked like a colleague of Matt Damon just walks up to him in his office, and Matt Damon was like. Um, uh, can I help you kind of thing and he just punches him square in the face you know what that is <laughs> sounds quite funny <laughs> from the scene before it's apparently one of the um, the henchmen for the the so-called mob that he's borrowed money from oh, and he right. gets a job working there I'm assuming he's like one of like a lower level colleagues and just walks into his office like you're saying because his pants don't even fit him they're like proper half mask just walks up <laughs> punches him so hard it snaps the glasses on his face and he just starts bleeding and he's just mm. like what what the fuck but it it looks it looks fun I say what what you guys thinking then? Oh yeah, gotta watch it though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to sound <laughs> same, like too much. <laughs> right, no, right. I'm, I'm like I'm not gonna run out the door to watch it, <laughs> but like 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 I say, like that's that I that's pretty much preserved for superhero films for me yeah. running out the door to watch the film. But um, like like this one, I was actually probably more excited about than I was about Ready Player One or. Uh, it, yeah. if I'm honest with you. Fair enough. Same for you, Jono. Yep. Yeah, I'd probably prefer this to the others. Yeah, this is the one I'd, I, I would go and pay for it. Fair enough. So I'll definitely check it out now. Just after a Matt Damon thing. Uh, <clears throat> going off that, just the only thing I can think of in terms of commenting on it is Suburbicon. Sounds like a transformer. <laughs> like Constructicons. <laughs> so he's like a house that turns yeah, into yeah. a robot. <laughs> Suburbicon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we'll go from there. That's the trailer's covered. We'll yeah. go over to Nick for a bit of news, if that's okay. I mean, I've got a few bits and bobs. In I'll, I'll start with the, uh, well, TV news, kind of stay on the same kind of subject. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got um, True Detective Season 3, which has sort of been announced. Yeah, I'm kind of half happy about this. <laughs> yeah, like, like, obviously Season 1 was... In my opinion, and I've spoke to, I think Joe's of the same opinion. Season one's quite possibly the best season of TV yeah, ever. I, I, yeah, I single agree with season. That. Like, yeah. like it. And, it's amazing. Yeah. And the uh, se- season two has got a bit of a different um, <laughs> um, opinion worldwide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's not go into that. <laughs> but um, but season three anyway, it's been announced, and today it's been announced that. Um, you might be able to help me with this one. Mahershala Ali, who plays Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, or what else does he play, John? Yeah, there's also Remy Denton in Netflix's House of Cards. Yeah, really yeah th- that. that's the guy. Um, he, he's just been um, confirmed to be starring in season three, which for me gets me a bit excited. He, I, I've seen him, like you say, in Luke Cage, seen him that Moonlight, and I liked him in both things. So yeah. yeah. Uh, that that kind of gets me a bit excited. Definitely. Uh, but at the same time, I was quite excited about season two because Vince Vaughn was in it. Colin Farrell was in Colin it. Colin Farrell. I was going to say, this is a TV show where like the cast changes, doesn't it? And I was going to say, season two, like like you said, it's got two good actors in it. Yeah. You would get excited for it, but it Well, they also had like Rich McAdams. There was a Taylor Kitchen. I was like a massive actor, but he's quite popular. Yeah. And it just, it, it was... It was like an all-round good cast, wasn't it? It was yeah. like a, an all-round star cast. like, But... Like don't get me like when I was watching it, I didn't hate it as much as pretty much everyone else. And to this day, I, I don't have as bad of opinion as everyone else. But yeah. but like it was just a storyline. Like they picked the worst thing to 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 like focus on, didn't they? Like yeah. some first one was set on like focused on this like really interesting murder case, mm. 
And then they just went on to this whole fucking train line fiasco. Literally, series two is about the corrupt history of like the transportation department. <laughs> it's like, what? Who goes from this like amazing murder mystery to that? Yeah, to like a evil, an evil bus depot. So I'm hoping, <laughs> see, I'm hoping with season three they'll kind of go back yeah. to the roots. Well, I mean, the, there's nothing confirmed. There's been a lot of rumours that uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, who Man. played Russ Cole and Marty Hart in the first series, were going to like come back at some point. As the so, same characters? Or? Yeah, this little might do for this one. You never oh, know. That, could, could be a fantastic. time with that. So. That'd be lovely. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And you've got uh, a bit more news. This one's a bit of game news. Yep. Um, you're, you're a fan uh, of the Grand Theft Auto series, Jono. Yes. Um, just confirmed um, that the in, see, number six is in production. Fine. Um, so, like, I mean, right. it's, it's been a quite a few years now since so the fifth time. one, hasn't it? You know what's funny? The fifth one seems to hold its price. It's like one of them games that's held its price. Mm. Yeah, even on PS3, and I'm still quite so expensive. It's still like £40, pound, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, and it's uh, four years old now, 2013. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, like, so it's about time. Are, are, are you a fan of the Grand Theft Auto series? Uh, not, not so much. I've, I've played a, a few of them, but not sort of like, it's never grabbed me sort of like like a few other games. And it's just, I'm not not going to be going out and rushing to the shop to get it on a pre-order yeah. or anything like that. I'm already all about what I think. I'm not a massive fan of it. but I, did, I, I didn't think you'd no. be that interested. I, mean, I, I understand people love it and it's a great game, yeah. but just something about it doesn't appeal to me. But do you know what it is? It's the fact that it, it merges two types of games. It's got a set stories in like all the missions and stuff you have to complete, but at the same time, it's got <laughs> that open world vibe that some people like where you can go and do what you like, where yeah. you like. You just follow the, the parts of the map. Yeah, I think that's why I like it. I think because it meshes two. Because I'm not a big fan of open world games, but if I got bored of one part of it, I'd like to think I could go and do that rather than just be set yeah. on that. Can I just jump into this? Like, this is a really personal take for me, so I understand that you know you probably won't agree with me, but for me, like, oh, excuse me, games are about like wish fulfillment. You, you play games to do something cool that you could never do in real life, and I feel like if I wanted to be like an East European gangster, <laughs> I could probably could probably give that a go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, it doesn't appeal to me. Just the actual I, I, basic. To me, of the to game me like, though, like I feel like. Like you, if you really wanted to, <laughs> basically you get to you get to steal people's cars, you get to go and mow people down, you get to yeah. go at ridiculously fast speed, and yes, you can do that in real life. If you really wanted, if you really wanted to go and do that, you could do it. But I think it's a bit more um, realistic to do it on game. I mean, yeah. we've we've all seen those videos of the real life Grand Theft Auto where people <laughs> have hijacked someone's car. And, I think I'm more yeah. inclined to like the real life sort of Mario Kart where it's that French girl, that <laughs> French fella, that Remy, whatever he is, Remy, de- Remy Mal- Malek. Re- no, oh. his name's like Remy Gaillard or something, and oh. he's like dresses up like like sort of like Yoshi, and he's like the driving little go karts through oh, the city right. and pretends he's like a French he's, prankster, isn't he? Yeah, I or think, he does uh, like Pac-Man in like yeah, uh, yeah. supermarket, and he's running around, and they're all being chased by the little. <laughs> The little ghost, and you just like <laughs> he's just he's just hilarious, but that's but yeah. That's um, rock rock star are definitely hard at work at the moment. We've got we've got them um, that coming now. We've got yeah. um, um, Red Dead Redemption two. two is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I get I get confused because obviously it's the third in the, the yeah. Line. The first one was called Red Dead Revolver once. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was get confused. But yeah, they're, they're definitely hard at work now. Um, that they'll probably both have massive online uh, presences as well so yeah great I'll, I'll end up buying it, i'm sure we'll, i'll end up buying it so we'll, we'll definitely give it a go when it comes yeah. out yeah right guys we, we're all okay to jump into what we've done this week movie yeah. and game wise yeah okay with that i'll start with you in minute that's okay have you got anything this week i'm not sure i do actually i've just i've been i've been ill this week so i've just not really sort of uh got around yeah, to watching anything so. just sort of 
having the same. Mm. To be honest with you, uh, I literally was like thinking, "What have I done this week?" And I, well, luckily, one movie came back to me. I thought, "Shit, yeah, I watched that." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally trying to think earlier. I actually can't think. Of, I've probably watched a couple of episodes of Seinfeld, and yeah, um, there's a show called Roadies, which is on Amazon. But I've just I've had it on in the background. It's quite funny and sort of like it's got a couple of decent actors in it. But it's, yeah. uh, it's about. Well, Brody's following a band round. But it's <laughs> it like... just sounds like a passive time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, it is. I'll just put it in, on the background. Really. So that's, yeah. that's about it, really. Just... Cool. No worries. You'll get to move on to Nick then. Okay. Nick, what have you been up to? I mean, I, I, I guess I've got a few weeks to talk about because like, I, I wasn't there for the last Of course, yeah, I forgot about that. You, you were missing last because week. Because I've, I've literally not watched anything apart from the obvious, which is, if you want to go and check out our podcast, is <laughs> Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, like... But yeah, like I say, check out the podcast for that. Um, but like I've I've watched uh some more. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, right. Um, which, um, I've, like I've said to Sam before, he recommended it to me <clears throat> about five years ago, <laughs> and I've only just started watching it. Yeah. So, um, but like I'm 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 quite upset that I haven't watched it before now because it is really good. Like it's obviously Charlie Day and Dan, Danny DeVito. Like it was so much better when Danny DeVito came into it though. Yeah, uh, and i like some of the episodes are just hilarious. They're amazing. Like just the one-off episodes, it's just sort of just crack you up and it's yeah, twenty-minute episodes easy to put on. I, I love it. Yeah. That's what I mean. I just sometimes I'll have like twenty minutes before bed. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll watch an episode of. Uh, of that. Just whack it on, just a kind of like a filler, filler TV show almost. Just back, mm. like him and said, having in the background. I do that with like Gavin and Stacey. It's just sort of fills a bit of time before you go to bed or yeah. whatever. I've had a few shows like that. Yeah, like a Bates Motel at the moment. I'm just whacking it on whatever I can in the background. You don't need to properly. It's not an intense watch, you know. Bates no. Motel. Mm. Just have it on the background. Catch up with it whenever you can. Yeah. So yeah, Nick, have you got anything more you want to go into? Uh, one more. I've, yeah. I've been putting it off for a bit because I've been. I've literally been hoping you'd be watching it. John. Oh yeah, yeah. Go for it. I, w- I will catch up. I will you catch won't. Up. <laughs> you literally won't. But I've, um, Preacher season two has been out for a good four weeks now. Yeah, I want John's been this. saying for them four weeks. That I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it's. It's amazing. Have you have you seen or heard of Preacher? No. Well, I've heard of it. It's on. Is it on is Netflix original or? Uh, no, uh, it's an Amazon Amazon, Amazon, Amazon yeah. Prime original. Yes. Um, it's it's like produced by Seth Rogen and directed some of it mm. uh, by Seth Rogen. Um, I think that um, Jeff Gold something that he worked with a lot. It might not even be Jeff. It's just something <laughs> gold. Someone gold. <laughs> Because he's obviously Jewish. So, Adam Goldberg, <laughs> maybe. I think he might have something to do with it. But um, what's his name's the lead um, actor? That'd be Dominic Cooper. Dominic oh yeah, Dominic Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Um, if if you know, best known for like the History Boys stuff like that. Right. But um, yeah, it, it's so good. Like it's basically like in this season, Dominic Cooper and his compadres, mm. which is uh, oh my god, I can never remember his name. Oh god, I forgot the, the girl's name as well. Now she was in like Warcraft. What's his name? Arseface. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Eli Dingle. <laughs> Eli Dingle. <laughs> oh, if you've watched Misfits, he was um, in Misfits. He was okay. also or, Woody. Or Woody. Woody in I, This Is England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember his name at this point. I used to know it. Joseph Gilgan. Pull that off in there. Um, yeah, so the this little group they're, they're basically searching for God. Okay, uh, it's it's so funny, and uh, 
and yeah, the, the, but they've been they've been getting hunted down by like someone who's been in hell for like ever. Oh uh, yeah, like cowboy guy, and uh, and he's like in Earth now, and he's just killing everyone and blood everywhere. And <laughs> <laughs> and the ass face like John was on about, he he got sent to hell last season, and uh, and he's currently buddying up with Hitler. So right. <laughs> so it, it's it's very interesting. <laughs> Quickly, just just tell Inman and Jono why he's called Arseface. <laughs> he's called Arseface because um, before the series started, he 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 tried to kill himself with a shotgun, and he he was unsuccessful. But he now has an ass face as a result. He has it. a face that looks, looks like, like an ass. Like it looks <laughs> very wow. much like an ass. Um, yeah, and so Arseface is currently in in hell with. I know Hitler's there, but he's he's getting good friends with Hitler. Yeah. Um, like it turns out Hitler's actually not that bad of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that first, not from Ian. Not from Ian. <laughs> um, there's, there's other guys like um, there's some woman who's like she's a bitch. <laughs> I can't think of her name now. Ruth Negger, I think that's. Oh yeah, yeah I'm not talking about. Her, oh, sorry. I'm talking about ones from hell. Oh, um, right, okay. I, I think they've like. Yeah, I think I think they put like characters down there that like. They're a bit bad, but they're not that bad. And they're making yeah. out Hitler to be like like an absolute angel in comparison <laughs> to him. It's so funny. I love it. But it's a definitely, a definitely a recommend from me. And I've waffled on about this for quite a while now. But no, that's I'll cool. definitely say I'll have to give that a go. I'd yeah. recommend watching it. I'll, I'll definitely get caught up at some point. You all done, Nick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm done now, yeah. Cool. Uh, Jono, you watched yeah. anything? I've been missing again for two weeks, haven't I? I've oh, yeah, been, you've been off for yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I've been to the picture a few times. I went to see... Spider-Man Homecoming first. Oh, well, two weeks ago Nick mentioned it. Last week I mentioned it, and now, now you can talk hey, about it's it. it's that good. I'm this not, I'm, time, it's fine, we can all talk about we can, it We're together. all together now, yeah. yeah. I mean, Sam, yeah. have you seen it? I've not. <laughs> no, but he's... Are you going to see it? But, nah. No. <laughs> oh, it's quality. It's, it's, it's completely different from the others. Like He's, he's not he's not seen it, but he has heard two reviews of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's heard all about it. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he practically has seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the different slant on it, the fact that it's not like like the normal comics and it's like almost his inauguration into the he doesn't eventually join but it's how the avengers how he sort of deals with how he being a child yeah. and then trying to like sort of mold him into something that they need within the avengers to make him because he's only like 15 yeah but i like the fact that they finally made his aunt actually hot <laughs> because before i was like she looks about 60 and he's like supposed to be 17 or 18 and the other ones i'm thinking why is there such an age gap? She's only about 40. That totally makes sense now. Because the people down the deli are like, have you seen his auntie? He's the one with the <laughs> yeah. hot auntie. She's fit. They're like the Italian woman. Like, it's dead funny. It's quite funny as well. Yeah. Like, it, it's quite humorous. Though. Yeah. I think that's what it does more than others. It take it makes it a bit more fun. Because I think that's what um, the sort of the Amazing Spider-Man was trying to do. But the fact that sort of Andrew Garfield is like 30, playing a, trying to play a 17, 18 year old is not yeah. really great. But you're getting someone young who actually brings a young sort of character to the role. Which is uh, Tom Holland, which Tom. is actually starring in our feature, feature film. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to mention yeah. the main film. That's yeah. what I was joining <laughs> it up to. I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in get a bit. Like, that. But yeah. he, he's starring in our feature film of he the is. week. Yeah. But obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll cut it short. It's, it's well worth a watch. It's completely different from the others. So you're never going to get well, so sort of bogged down in like... I just want to jump in on it if, if that's yeah. right for a second. The Washington Monument. What do you think of that bit? See that bit. That bit is good because it's I very, it's very realistic to what actually could happen. If something, it's it's not too 
out there, you know, like some of the, yeah. the superhero ones. This is literally something that could literally happen. The, the line could like. break. Uh, on can I just very brief spoilers here. Very light yeah. spoilers. You know, we're not, not going to ruin it for you, but just in terms of, it reminds me of like Superman when Lois Lane falls from the building and he has to fly in the saber. Yeah, and swoops under. With a helicopter thing. Uh, the fact that he's going to save people from a lift, you know, like in a Washington Monument. I, yeah. I love that. Because he, he gets is. all the way up there and he can't get through the window. <laughs> you know, just little bits like that. It's though. because he, he's supposed to be the... Uh, just the local, the local hero. He's not a global hero, so you get yeah. all the um, what comes with being the the local one, where he can't smash a window because he's yeah. too small, because he's not very heavy, or just just little daft stuff where he does he does in part prove that he is like a proper superhero, but in reality he's just sort of just on that normal level, isn't he? Where he's just above everyone else, but yeah. not at Superman level. Like you mentioned there, like what one thing I like about it is that. I'm not a big fan of Tony Stark in it, but one thing he does say, he says, just be, just be the local, friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. That's what, that's what he is in this film, isn't he? You yeah. know, he doesn't go to New York, he stays in Queens pretty much the whole film. Yep. Goes to Coney Island and Staten Island at one point, but yeah, I, I loved that. It's just small scale. Yeah, that's even like that stuff, it. just like when he's like dead excited to finish school, just so he can go and ch- get changed and swing about and he <laughs> ends up losing his bag. He's like, oh, they've put me back, he puts yeah. his bag in the bin and the bin gets put out and he's like, my bag's gone, bag's gone again. <laughs> And the vulture, I think Nick will be able to be on this. The vulture is basically Jeremy Corbyn. Love that. What? <laughs> Where's that come from? His ethos of you know the, the the rich and powerful are running things. We just need to get the rich and powerful. You know. So you're saying that at he, home? He, he he's basically a bad guy for the little people. He's doing it just you know for the again for small scale, just for the local I mean, neighbourhood kind of thing. I mean, like. you're saying you, you're practically calling Jeremy Corbyn a bad guy. Here. Well, well, he wasn't, he wasn't really in the guy. film. I, I mean, I don't it, think the vulture it, it, is it, technically is a bad guy. It, like, he like wasn't at first. Jeremy Corbyn's a bit of a, a rebel for the good for the little guy. <laughs> not a bad guy. I, I mean, I, we, I we, can we, picture... should, we probably shouldn't go into no. politics on no, the show. No, no, not at all. But I, I can picture Corbyn flying around in that vulture suit. That would be amazing. <laughs> 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 Imagine that. What's he stealing, though? <laughs> to be fair, I can definitely see that. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and overall films, did you give yours your ratings? Like I did. What did, what did you give it, Nick? Oh, I can't remember. Was it like three or something? I don't, I don't want to re-rate it because I feel like I might re- give it a wrong rate. I, I think know. it was a three and a half because you were saying for a Marvel film, it was sort of like, it was good, but it wasn't sort of like... It was like, light-hearted. It, it didn't have much sort of... top film? Yeah, yeah possibly. Uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to go into it again. Um, I've, I've already done it once. Do you know why? I'll just give it... I was going to give it a four because, oh, it, was, yeah, because it was a little different and it wasn't like... I usually think, oh, it should be like the, the comics, but the fact that this was different is a different take on it. I'll give it a four because it, it meant I was watching something I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. In the comics, you kind of do. I, I gave it a really heavy four. I'm dying to... Hopefully this weekend I'll rewatch it, bump up to a 4.5, hopefully. Uh, so. And if you want to hear my rating, go back two episodes <laughs> yeah. and, um, and listen Check to that entire episode. I do think that... Rating right there. Well, I think that is a, it's a builder as well. It's like, I'm sure it's going to build on to a second. It had that sort of that joining thing at the end where... It had two separate little sort of snippets, you know, like you wait till after the credits. Yeah. yeah. And one of them was showing Venom and obviously Vulture again. So it's got to have at least a second or some part of the next Avengers. Can I just jump onto that as well? I don't think I've mentioned this to you in work, but yeah. they're doing a Harry Potter thing with it where every film will be a year of high school for him. You know, like how Harry Potter... Well, that's perfect because yeah. if, he's, if he's 15 now, he's in 10th grade. He's got another three years of school. Yeah, they're planning like a trilogy of like, oh, two, three years. you know, you'll do a year of school every time. So. That's that's pretty good. That times yeah. it well. Is there anything else you've watched? Well, yeah, I did watch Dunkirk, but I won't go into that. I'm just going to say that I watched it, I enjoyed it, and we'll cover that 
a different time. Yeah, I'm the same. I caught Dunkirk last week, but we'll we'll talk about that. But next yeah, week. I was trying to fill in the space, you know, between not having the podcast. I was thinking, I'll just I've got the pictures, got yep. stuff to do in that. So I thought, but the thing that I was going to tell you about that experience of the pictures was, I did kind of kick off at the pictures a little bit. It wasn't the film oh. that we watched; it was a kick off. I was in the queue. <laughs> Some fellas come from like the side. There's a queue. There's like a massive queue behind me, and I'm at the front of it waiting. Some man just slides in like he hasn't seen us with our back with his back to me. Starts looking at the food and then like as soon as it go it gets free, he goes and gets served. So someone coughs really loud behind me and he turns around and I'm like, What the fuck are you doing? This is a queue. <laughs> like get to the fucking back of the queue now. And he was just like, Oh I'm dead sorry, I'm dead sorry, I've been served now and I'm just like and then he ended up sitting two fucking rows in front of me. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. popcorn at the back of his head all day. No, do you know what? <laughs> I was gonna do that, right? I went to the toilet and then I realised he had a bit of a a bit of a dodgy leg. Like as in, I think he had something wrong with him. It wasn't just like a little bit of a bang. So I was like, oh, I can't twat him out to that because imagine that. <laughs> and now that you mentioned on the podcast, you definitely couldn't do it. <laughs> no, definitely can't do it. But there was another kickoff as well in there. It was like action packed in there. It was like, then it was some people robbing other people's seats and they had to go and get the usher. And it was like the most awkward showdown between two men who ended up having to sit next to each other for two and a half hours of a film or whatever, two hours of a yeah. film. Just like dead awkwardly not looking at each other, even though they just had an argument between it. Like with like this spotty 19 year old like you know like in the simpsons the one with the funny voice oh god him, it was like him between them going oh he's got tickets and then it's like stood between these two actual men like who want to have a fight and then sit next to each other just very quickly on the back of that uh in my theater a lot of teenage girls <laughs> no idea what they were watching <laughs> they're just for harry styles you know i think it was there was a lot of kids in mine as well yeah and i didn't even think they were 12 I think they've come with the parents, like. Mm. Well, it's a twelve a, isn't it? So, yeah, you know. so you can come with this. Like, uh, but the, these teenage girls early on, they were very into getting the phones out whenever house styles was on the screen, literally. Really? Yeah. House. Uh, they got very bored of that when they realised how the film isn't really for them. No, <laughs> it's not like Pearl Harbor. It's none of that. Like, yeah, oh, no look at this story, man, man, completely slick, never gets dirty or anything. Yeah, it's not so like that. They got, got very bored very quickly. I think. You've got to admit, it was a good tactic, though, wasn't it? He's got all, none of them girls I'll would have been there otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Getting this audience, you never would have got. I was, I was talking to Rachel, another shout out, uh, in work, and she was saying sort of like, yeah, they just put Harry Styles in just because like it's Harry Styles and going to get loads of these people going to it. Obviously, that has worked. Yeah. Um, but didn't like there is a story that he got the role on credit through the like an audition. Apparently, I mean, the, the, Christopher Nolan will tell you. I've got no idea who House Styles even is. Yeah. He came in, blew me away, and we gave him the part. Shut the fuck up. It's like, no, you're no. Christopher Nolan. You know <laughs> no. who One Direction is. Not or you would have been told. Yeah. If you've met Harry Styles, you know he is not the most charismatic man in the world. Like, he might come across that to women, but to, in an interview, yeah. he's not the he's not the uh, most bubbly fella. So, in an in, <laughs> it, it, like, if he comes and does, like, his thing to you, and he's like, he acts something out, you're hardly going to be blown away by him. You're going to think... You're worth 50 odd million quid. Get in my fucking <laughs> film. No, that was definitely a tactic, that. Yeah, very cynical, but it's, it's worked. It is. Yeah. Really no, it's worked. Because really really they covered yeah. all bases with all men in the film. You know that's what they've done it for. It's and it had a big, big weekend. It was like 50 odd million, which for a film like Dunkirk is, is pretty big. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get into that in the next show, though, won't we? Definitely. We'll cover that in depth yeah. next week. So, tune in next week for a proper Dunkirk warts and all review. Yeah. Yep. But other than that, I had a Nando's, and yeah, I give that a five star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, extra hot. Uh, no, I actually get mango and lime and then oh. get the really hot... John uh, doesn't care anymore. <laughs> no. yeah, I'm out. <laughs> get mango and lime on the chicken. Go and get the extra hot black sauce or the new one, which is like called Vusa or whatever it's called. Well, that's why I have the black sauce. Yeah. Get that on the plate. Just dip everything in that when you're on it. It's perfect because that little mango and lime adds to it. 
But yeah. Cool. What have you done then, John? I've just got one film, if that's okay. I'll be really quick about this, but Jono, I want to talk to you. You do. Patriot's Day. Yes. Have you guys watched this? I've not, I'm, 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 I really do want to. Right. I think you'll like it. Uh, won't spoil it for you no, at all. I mean, but uh, we've, we've spoke about it before, but I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the the, the director and uh, um, Mark Swalberg. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? Big fan. I'm a Pete Berg, my boy Pete Berg. Pete, Pete, I'm a big fan of his films. Like yeah. we were looking down this list over there, wasn't we? And he's done like a lot of great stuff. Did uh, Battleship. I even love Battleship. Yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people hate no, it, I, but I, 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 love, I love Battleship. Yeah, I love Battleship. But, um, Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. Done, uh, before this, Deepwater Horizon. Lone Survivor. That's the one, Deepwater Horizon. Like, yeah. but that, that was another one with Mark Wahlberg, and it was fantastic. Yep. Do you know and, what these films was... are? They're, they're not overhyped when they get released. Yeah, that's they're it. Big, they're big, but they're not overhyped. But the, for me, Pete, Pete Berg is like the Michael Bay, but good, basically. He makes <laughs> big, glossy, like, blockbuster films, but they're actually interesting yeah. and relevant. They're actually kind of decent. Thing. Yeah, they don't yeah. get overhyped and people go, oh, that was rubbish. They actually think, oh, that was much better than I thought it was. Yeah. That's what it is. So, a quick review of this, John. Yeah. Uh, Based on the Boston Marathon 2013, uh, the bombing. The bombing that happened. Uh, four people died, was it? Yeah, there was many injuries. And it was like a lot of injuries. A lot yeah. of kids that had been involved in it. A lot of the injuries are covered in the film. Yeah, uh, but I, I loved it because they did the, at the end of the film. Don't they do like a little memorial for the people? So it, you yeah. do see who they actually really are. Pete Berg's just really good at taking like a true story, you know, dramatic story, and, and putting it on screen. He's done it with Lone Survivor, done it with Deepwater Horizon, yeah. and now now Patriot's Day. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. Uh, it was, yeah. A lot of the detail, I won't, I won't spoil it for Nick, but a lot of the detail involving trying to find the bombers, I had no idea that had gone on. It was so it was so informative. It was yeah. like, how I didn't even realise that had happened. No one knew that had gone on. Because hmm. all you hear about is the bombing, you don't hear about the cat. Yeah, what happens afterwards. Yeah, or even the middle bit of the, the investigation, because we get told but not I, found anything. Sorry, I think there's a reason for that. They explain in the, in the film that Boston is basically under martial law. People can't go out the houses until they catch this final bomber kind of thing. Oh, really? It's mental, like, yeah. Well, currently, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Jo- jo- oh, in, sorry. Like, in the weeks following the uh, the bombing kind of thing. Uh, literally, they, they know someone's at large, and they're like... They don't call it martial law, but that is essentially what it is. People can't leave the houses. Kind of oh, like, right. You know, it's like people... One guy wants to go out for a cigarette, and like, his wife's like, you can't go you outside. Can't go out. <laughs> he actually that. gets told to go back indoors. Yeah, get indoors. <laughs> the man's like trying to give someone a like a bath, and he's like, get back inside. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but the stuff that follows the, the, the actual bombing... It's a true story, totally true, and like it's so intense, it, it's fantastic. I'll definitely watch that. Yeah. There's a Twitter... Um, there's a documentary about like what what happened on Twitter. Basically, um, I can't remember what the documentary oh, called. It's on Netflix. It ba- yeah. Is it? Yeah. Basically, it's sort of like this is one of the first major events where sort of like this live streaming sort of like Twitter is happening. Yeah. And sort of like basically people start coming up with their own theories and sort of like watching the watching the videos and basically they they think they're turning themselves into detectives and go well look at this guy here with a red bag like could have been this guy yeah. like. Um, but like, there's a documentary. I'm not seeing it. I've been meaning to get around to it, and basically, that that's how some guy got like pinned for it, even though it just wasn't him. But that comes across in the film, or is, is that so a little it, bit to that? It wasn't so much that. It's more to do with the actual bombers, right? Uh, texting friends and stuff. Oh, okay. It's been really dopey about stuff. One, yeah, you know one mean? of like, them's at university. Um, yeah. So he's got like roommates, and they they're saying like, "Oh, you've been around to be is." sort of his dorm because he's not yeah. in there and they just go in because they're mates and they're playing his computer and you know yeah. looking his bag to see if he's got any any special uh, herbs yeah and then which they do find in his bag <laughs> they find stuff for like you know like 
they find things he shouldn't be in. It's a bit like yeah, it's only only a small detail. It's not a big spoiler. Or no, anything, but not. there's one bit where like one of the the, the doormates is texting him, going like, "Yo, bro, you on the news?" And it's like, "Yeah, I know, bro." Like, he's, <laughs> like he's, he's really daft because he's he's young, and you get that young vibe like from him. Yeah, yeah a bit of a bit of a goofball. Kind yeah, of like he like, doesn't yeah. really realize what he's doing, so yeah. he just does it. But I, I loved it. Uh, Four point five out of five for me. I'm I'm dying to bump it up on a rewatch. Do you know what? Five, so. I give it the same. Um, yeah. Not only that, there's parts in it for John Goodman. Who happens to be? Is he the mayor, or is he no, the police commissioner? He's, he's one of the. I think it's just like a. What is he in it? A, a very high up within, within the is, police force. Yeah, in yeah. the police force. I think it's like the the one that ends up going on golfing days with like the president and stuff like you know the right, daft okay. stuff for yeah. local areas. But and also uh, Kevin Bacon's the head of the FBI investigation team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely recommend it to you too. I think I think you'll enjoy. Yeah, that. you'll yeah, love I'll it. It'll be interesting. That. Watch that and then obviously try and watch the the thing that Sam was talking about as well because you'll. You'll then merge they'll, it with the tie, film. They'll tie in together. Yeah, that's what it'll, it'll be perfect. Yeah. Okay, guys. So you all ready for jumping to the main film? Uh, yeah. I've got a quick quiz beforehand, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, just a bit of fun. We've done this before, but this isn't so much funny. It's more, I want one of you to get the points, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're we're going to move on to the main film in a minute, which is The Lost City of Zed. Yep. John, this is your recommendation this week. Well, it, your, your choice this week. It, it was basically, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'll put this in at the start, right? I picked this based on, like, it was a random choice. It was a choice based on when I went into HMV. It's relevant, basically, yeah. Out, relevant. On, out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah, so. I chose a release a, a release for this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just happened to be that one. Okay, dope. And you like Charlie Hunnam, so... Yeah, Charlie Hunnam and that. So. so we'll get to that in a minute. Before then, though, the director of this film, James Gray, he has worked with the star of Patriot's Day twice before, Marky Mark Wahlberg done two films with Mark Wahlberg. I've got five films here. I want each of you to give me two films you think James Gray has directed. Based on this one. Just Because I was going to say, are we using like the, the fact that we know what... Go on then. You okay? Yeah. We're all good to go. Did James Gray direct the Marky Mark film Boogie Nights? Did he direct uh, We Own the Night from 2007? Did he direct The Basketball Divers from 1995, one of his first films, a bit of an intense drama? Did he direct Four Brothers, starring Marky Mark? I haven't got the year for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> or, like 2000. Yeah, mid-2000s. Yeah, five. Let's say 05. Yeah. Uh, or did he direct The Yards, starring Mark Wahlberg, another drama film? From the way it looked, I'd have gone for... Four Brothers is one of them. You're picking Four Brothers. You know what? I'm going to write this down so there's no... <laughs> what, what was the last one you said? The last one I mentioned was The Yards. So, I think I was reading some trivia and I think I know one of them. Okay, that's if you know it, that's fine. You know. Say it then. I was kind of hoping well, one of you had done your homework. Kind wow, of thing, he's so. writing it down. He's covered it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on the points. <laughs> he's holding it back here. So, John, you're going for Four Brothers. And The Basketball Diaries. Okay, four brothers. Basketball diaries. Okay. Nick, have you got any idea what you're going for? I'm just going for four brothers in the yard. Go on then, Sam, tell us what you had. Four brothers in the yard. If you've heard it, it's <laughs> about at least one. <clears throat> okay, and Mr. Inman, which one are you going for? Well, which two are you going for? Sorry. We own the night. We own the Ooh. night. Um. What would the other choice? The Yards? Boogie Nights. The Yards. Four Brothers. Four Brothers. Yeah, Boogie Nights, The Basketball Diaries, or Four Brothers. Uh, 
Basketball Diaries. I don't think he'd be Bergenass. That's why I was thinking. Okay, guys, we've got a tie here because Nick and Inman, you've got one each. Oh. He did the yards and he did We Owned the Night. So I'll give you a point each for them. So that's two points for Inman. One for Nick. This is your first one, Jono. So we'll, we'll let you off for now. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Uh, yeah, cheers, guys. So I know it wasn't as funny as the, uh, you know, we try and make you it usually. Yeah. You, were, you were saying like, like you, were, you were hoping one of us did our homework. Yeah. <laughs> right. Before, in fact, no, I'll say it at the end. Actually. <laughs> okay. I'll wait until the end of the review. I'll wait until the end of the review. No problem. So, are we all okay to get into the lost city of Zed? Yeah, we are. Okay, Let's right. Do Let's do it. So, uh, Major Percy Fawcett, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Major. <laughs> in 1905, led an expedition to Bolivia, mapping out the local area. Came across a legend of the lost city of Zed, and couldn't shake that dream for the rest of his life basically yeah it was like a feeling that he had that there was this city almost paved in gold that was yeah that everyone must have heard about it's like an aztec legend almost yeah it is it? like yeah and uh yes we're going to jump straight into the film yeah just one thing I'll, i will mention first of all they mentioned during the film that while he's looking for the lost city of zed some other bloke some other bloke i should actually give the name out like <laughs> finest machu picchu that's yeah. really interesting that's actually like, mentioned in the film yeah that, that's it gives him a little snippet bold, doesn't like, he oh, some guys from machu picchu and it's like you know that's basically what he's trying to, the, to do like. it's an american expedition and it's like yeah they found they were like they're starting to compete against us now look he's an american dude. yeah uh and one thing i noticed was it for me it's very similar to the revenant kind of thing uh the revenant's all about basically to capture when that was uh doing the fur trade they were hunting the wilds, trying to find fur to, to sell on the fur trade. Yeah. This starts out as a guy just doing a mapping for... Uh, for the the National, or, or, National Geographical sort of institute. In yeah, London. Royal Geographical Society. It is in it, yeah. But they're doing like or, ordnance maps, is it or something? Yeah, it's to try and find borders um, so yeah. that you ha- you can basically... These two governments and your com- you're in as like a, a neutral party who sort of make maps, work out the borders so there's no disputes between two countries. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eamon, have you got anything you want to go into? Or... Um, I like the film overall. Yeah. Uh, I really like Charlie Hunnam in it. Yeah, I mean, he gets a lot of flack sometimes, Charlie Hunnam. Like, I love Pacific Rim, but I admit he's a bit corny in it, but it's almost right. intentional. Well, I was going to speak to Nick about this. There's a lot of general consensus that he can't hold a lead man role in a film, mm. or he doesn't come across very well. The yeah. film seems to tank, but I don't know if that's the film, not him. But, I well, think he chooses the role wrong rather than even play it correctly. Yeah. Like him said in this one, I think he's actually pretty good to be honest with you. I don't oh, know if is. it's like the English thing, you know, because he's, he's English, like. But I, I thought he was no. quite good. He seems. He seems. One thing I did notice, like, I, I know he's obviously the main guy. He's going to get a lot of screen time. But even when people weren't, people weren't talking to him. It wasn't concentrating on the person that's talking. A lot of the time, the camera was on Charlie Hunnam. I thought it's sort of like yeah. so his reactions are always being engaged on screen. Yeah, and I thought he did. Just, really good job of sort of like his reactions and stuff like that he came across really well and his sort of his accent and everything like that I thought I thought his accent was fine really well I had yeah. one question it's more a case of it's. I don't want you to have done the research it was just more of for him to be a major how old did he seem to you in that film because uh, right at the beginning well I mean <sighs> army servicemen were young back then weren't they so no all I'm saying is he, he was very young like he looked it like he yeah. I mean he is only in his like oh, mid 30s really. in real life I'd have said tops late 20s and that, that probably would have been right for a major he just seems he seems daft doesn't it because obviously in the early 1900s you think Jesus like I mm. that's my age and yeah. I'd be a major in the army that's 
I mean, but there's only yeah. a couple above you. Like people say, you know, like the 13 and 14 year olds going to war kind of thing, weren't they? You know, so yeah. it's probably about right. Like. Yeah, I think his son sort of like in later on in the film, he says like, oh, well, there's those people because he wants to go on the expedition yeah. later on. And he's saying sort of like, well, kids my age will go to the war. Like, mm, exactly. Like yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's just it's just thinking like he looked so young and they were calling him mage and he had so many people answering to him. Can I jump off the back of that? Um, I think Robert Pattinson is actually quite good in this as well. Oh, he, he really yeah, is. Yeah. The next thing I was going to go on to, I think he's really good. He doesn't play his sort of usual Arpat kind of His role yeah. style the, the one I would have put over Charlie Hunnam's because he's he's almost like a... He's he's given up on England really because he's he's the majority of what he knows and what he does is is elsewhere in a, abroad. Like he's a marksman and he's got, he's a crack shot, but he's yeah. also a bit of a drunk. A bit, yeah. But can I just go to Nick for this as well? Nick, you've got a pretty impressive beard. How would you rate <laughs> our Pat's beard? Our Pat's this? beard was, was <laughs> it was getting good. Yeah. <laughs> it was getting good yeah, throughout the film. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Thought Hunnam and our Pat's were both pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether he would be overkill for the sort of like whether because he doesn't he's not in it too much. He's cut in and out of scenes and stuff like that in it. But I don't know whether like him as an actor would be overkill for because he's he doesn't seem to be put in because it's maybe well maybe that is a, another Harry Styles kind Going of ploy. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, it could be to try and get the Twilight fans. But he he doesn't he doesn't really look like. It's not a Not really. No, the big beard sort of takes it away from what he, he's known as. So yeah, but he did a he did a cracking job. It's it's that sort of old English style. Like that's where he is. He's very, very posh, very yeah. posh spoken, isn't he? Yeah. So he he suits this period very well. I, I suppose better than Charlie Hunnam because he's got this this tone to his voice because. If, if you know where he's from, he's actually a Geordie. So the fact that yeah. in all of his roles it, over his lifetime, he's had to cover his accent. He's got this really sort of blank sort of accent that doesn't really distinguish to anywhere. It's just so... It, it's I, Northern, I, I like, think yeah. it's so he can get the roles because he, he sounds easily, you know, like it, it's fluent what he says and it's not like what he's saying. I don't understand because it's not a harsh accent. And that's what comes across in this. Mm. So he does, it's a middle ground, isn't it? Whereas so. he doesn't sound posh. It sounds like he's putting on a posh accent. I'm not having a dig at him for it. I'm just saying, like, oh, it's, yeah. that's the reason Arpat seems to suit his role better because that's just his voice. Yeah. And it just seems to suit it. Just one final point on the casting. Uh, the head of the Royal Geographic Society at the start of the film yeah. is played by Ian McDermott. who played the Emperor in Star Wars. Did he notice this? I know, I know you yeah. guys aren't big Star Wars No, fans, I did, but... yeah, I did. Even to the point of, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even change his voice. <coughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't even move, he doesn't even look up. Yeah. It's the same. There's one bit when he's talking to Charlie Hornham and he's like, we knew your father. <laughs> <laughs> I half expect him to cut to like, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis? <laughs> <laughs> it was very, uh, very Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> but he was still good though, I thought he was good. Yeah. Do you uh, know, I've got some quotes that I loved, you know, from the film. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not... It's just stuff like, you know, at the hunt, he does a hunt in the film, um, yeah. Yeah. got a catch... Literally opens with a hunt, doesn't it? Co- yeah, opens yeah. with a hunt, yeah, in Ireland uh, on on like horseback and stuff. They call him old man because even though he's not, I think it's an ironic joke. Yeah, catches this catch and apparently like obviously they have it uh, at a big dinner at the end. They don't don't even I don't even know if they eat it, but they have the head on a plaque at the yeah. end mm-hmm. and they celebrate the person who caught it. The man who obviously has put the event on is a big must be a big name. I'm assuming he's a politician. Yeah, from what I can gather, asks someone. Who's helped him set help the yeah. event? He's like, who caught this? And he's like, Major Fawcett. He's like, we should invite him to dinner because they have a specialist dinner for the higher ranks. And the man s- 
says something about his poor choice of ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, we won't invite him. <laughs> I could just jump off the back of that. In the film, they make out as if his dad was like a drunk and a gambler. Yeah. The true story is his dad was Indian. <laughs> so like, you know, I don't know whether that's the point they're trying to get out there. Like, Oh, like a loose His dick. dad was born well, in East India or something. I feel yeah. like that's, oh, that's kind of a point of the film, isn't it? That, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, People in them days were very, very racist. Was he part Definitely. of the Raj, and, and, though? Was in like, was he an English person? Born, just happened to be born in yeah, India. Just happened to be born in India. But like, like Nick said, there's a I, very much. A... I, I feel like, like throughout the film, like they're, they're kind of just trying to say that, like, um, he's a crackpot for believing um, these uh, Amazonians. Well, they actually call them Indians in the film. Well, but like, them... he's a crackpot for believing them, and, and it's it's. It's definitely trying to get across this yeah. whole racist um, thing. They're like, literally, the emperors are like savages, you know, don't be stupid. Kind of yeah, thing. they well, don't, they they don't have the brain capacity to do these things. They call, they call mm. them savages like, a lot, yeah. didn't they? And like, at one point in the film, they brought one out with a bloody shackle around his neck. Because it was yeah. still the slave trade yeah, at the time, and they, and they call them uncivilized as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely feel like it's definitely gotten, like, it's trying to get this whole racist but that point. An angle to it, like, yeah. yeah. I think, though, that is legitimate to the time. You sort of see oh, yeah, back then how how bad it was and how. No, it, definitely, definitely. That I I just think like they were they were driving that home. In it does film, add like. to his character though because he doesn't discriminate. Yeah. No discrimination yeah, involved in what he does. Purely, I'm assuming because what you've said about his dad being Indian. He said he didn't know him. Yeah. But he doesn't really. Well, in the film, I don't think he was Indian, but in real life, that was the yeah, reason why. In the film, he said he doesn't know him. Yeah. He had a poor choice of ancestors, mm-hmm. apparently. Kind of yeah. Thing, yeah. Like, I think I think it's a half truth about sort of being a gambler because. Oh right. Um, he, Apparently, he sort of like lost the family fortune not once but twice. Right. So I think like but that being in the film, it is kind of like a it is a half truth kind Bit of. of yeah. I just love the choice there. of words though. That it was a, it's a an unfortunate choice of ancestry. Yeah, your ancestors yeah. out of your control. Yeah, you like, like, chose it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like what? Yeah. Can I just jump to a quick scene that I liked? Uh, I'm jumping a bit into the film here where Charlie Hunnam is trying to get back to do his second expedition. And he's given a speech at the uh, the Royal Geographic yep. Society. That's in Westminster, yeah. Yeah, and he's found the pottery. Yeah, and everybody's just shouting at him, "Pots and pans, pots and pans!" <laughs> and he's like, "Settle down, children, yeah. settle down." And they're like, "Woo!" I love that. But just a quick one: like, we have a few arguments in work. We're known, we're notorious. Yeah, we are. In future, the next time I'm going to just shout you down, just pots and pans, <laughs> pots and pans. <laughs> Do you know what was coming across in this film? Loads of stuff like sexism, racism. Not only that, gender equality. Yeah, the women had to yeah. stand away. Yeah, that that's a bit a big issue mm. in it though. Because this was before the sort of the suffragette women and the fact that that similar time there was women coming out and um, they were actually trying to get the vote, which mm. didn't come into the mid sort of mid nineteen tens. Yeah, I think um, there's a scene in the bedroom. I think she, is she saying that she wants to go with him, and then like he, he he's saying that like, you're a woman. You you yeah. you're not you'd physically look after the kids. As, as strong as we are. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like it's been like that since the start of time. He says, <laughs> "Yeah, of, uh, you do your job at home. Yeah. That's what you're bred to do. That's what you're for." Yeah. What's up? I was gonna ask that scene you were just talking about. Oh, the um, uh, like, do you know the, the the guy that was shouting him down from the yeah. back? Who is he? Well, there was. A... I feel like I, I've like, seen him before. The little weedy. I've I've, I've I've recognized him from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where. Is it the from. one who called conquistadors conquistadors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he had the like really gelled hair. And he was quite short. Yeah. Like yeah. like because. Basically, what I was going to say before is, I I I kind of gauge a film, like how much I like a film by how quick it takes me to pick up my phone during the film. <laughs> because, and if I pick up my phone, then I'm pretty much sure not to be enjoying the film. But 
let me just say it took me five minutes um, yeah. <laughs> um but but like, like at this point I was, I was like i was searching lows like who is this guy yeah. and i couldn't find him anywhere oh so. sorry I, I don't know either but I, he looked I, I feel like he's from harry potter but oh, there you go i'm not seeing harry potter so <laughs> that could be it uh him and have you got any more points there you want to um i feel like maybe this is well it's, it's quite a slow film so maybe that's why you picked up your phone after five minutes, which yep. I can kind of see. Um, it's 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 fairly slow and sort of it plods along. Yeah, I think it meanders along just yeah. like the boat in the river. I feel like that's kind of yeah. indicative of what it is. But yeah. I feel I actually quite enjoyed watching it because a lot of the scenes are really nice to watch. I think it's it's shot just really really nicely. Um, all the all the scenes in the jungle and everything like that sort of they just they look amazing. I just. Can I go off that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- this film technically it's shot on film, lo- looks gorgeous. Yeah. My one quibble with it is pretty much my only quibble with the film, to be honest. These kind of period films, the way they're shot, so they have that kind of like that brown golden light into them, as if you're watching like, a film from like a sepia years ago. type tone. Yeah, that sepia tone to it. Yeah. I don't know why they do that because have you heard of a film called Slow West at all with Michael Fassbender? It came out like a year, last year or the year before, yeah. and it's a film set in the old west. But it goes out of its way to show that everything then would have been you. Like all saloons that are built, they look brand new because they would have been. They would have, they would have just been built. You don't need to. You don't need to wear them down. Yeah, but rough. So, but like whenever you watch a western, everything's old and dust. It's like doesn't need no, to. no. If you were there, then it's <laughs> it a new settlement. It's just been built, kind of yeah. thing. And so I don't know why with a film like this, it, it wouldn't have looked like that at the time. No. Do you, not, do you get my point? That I'm, you know, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, get yeah. out there. No, of course. It wouldn't have looked. Old and golden brown, it would have looked just modern at the time because it would have been modern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything so, would have been new to them. But yeah. Do you know what I found mad as well? The fact that the um, come across cannibals. Oh yeah, cannibal scene. Yeah. Uh, at this point, they've taken uh, is it James Murray with them, who played Robert the Bruce in a. In oh, that was that was an amazing role Braveheart. in Braveheart. And uh, he's just a nightmare, getting in the way, <laughs> left, right, and centre. But he's supposed to be a second on a farmer expedition that everyone's supposed to have known about. Well, I, I I feel like though, like it, it specified that it was in the Antarctic. It's a completely different. Um, That's what I was. I know, adventure. but so so like he's used to like being the second on this adventure to a freezing cold place. This is an extremely no, but it, it warm was his, place. It, it was his temperament. If you if you're an explorer and you can go to the Antarctic and you can do that, your temperament should be good to be able to withstand pain. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I think I, I feel like conditions. I'd have a better chance in the Antarctic than like in the jungle. I don't. I, I don't think like, you would be able to see. And I'm yeah. the and I'm the other way. I think I'd have a much better uh, chance in the jungle. Yeah. But right. but I would not. I think I'd have a much better chance in the jungle. But I wouldn't be able to do the Antarctic. Yeah. And it'd be the like, just, yeah. But he just come across like a child, like a bit of like a, a cry baby, like he always wanted everyone to do everything for him. I was like. But yeah. you, you're an, kind of an explorer yourself, but you're coming across like you've never even left like England before. Mm. He seemed like um, he wanted it done his way and sort of like he was being sort of back chat to. What sort I of, got uh, was he, I think he kind of paid for it. And he kind of lived off reputation. Like, yeah. yeah. Because he'd done the, the Antarctic expedition with, uh, was it Shackleton who he went with? Yeah. Because he'd done that, it's kind of like I'm the, I'm the big I am kind of thing. And Charlie Hunnam's clearly not, not that interested. He tries to prove that in the interview afterwards when yeah. Charlie Hunnam sort of sees him and he's like, oh, you're actually alive. <laughs> and uh, he tries to say like Charlie Hunnam sort of abandons him. Yeah. Um, but He doesn't really. He gives him supplies, puts him on a horse and he does yeah. send him yeah, on his yeah. way, but he's ill. So... But I, I like the fact as well later on they mentioned that he's just been off on a, an expedition somewhere and just gone missing and he never he's just presumably dead oh, somewhere you know what I mean they don't he never comes back that. yeah that was quite good uh, have you got anything more there Emily you want to go into uh, talking about the way it's shot 
um, the way it moves scene to scene. So we mentioned this last week with intertitles on War Dogs. Oh, yeah. I like... <clears throat> the way they do it in this film is sort of like they do match cuts, and I really like that. So for match cuts, the most famous one is in 2001 Space Odyssey. The, uh, the, the bone, bone goes up. It turns in it turns in the air, it turns, it turns, and then it like it cuts to the satellite in the same position. Yeah. So th- that happens a couple of times. So like there's when when Percy's emptying um the gin or the brandy, I think it's brandy because that gets mentioned later on in the film. Uh when they're on the ship. It's sort of like rolling along trickle to but then the train is in the same movement and the camera movements yeah. from scene to scene. Um I really like and sort of like I find that a much better way than what War Dogs was doing last week yeah. with um, the intertitles where it seemed very convenient. They seemed thought about and sort of like put together. Definitely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really heard much of James Gray. I mean, apparently he is a, a great director yeah. kind of thing, uh, but a lot of references I've seen for this film are he's trying to do like a David Lean thing. He's trying to do like Lawrence of Arabia, trying to do Bridge on the River Kwai, like Dr. Zhivago. You can see that when you watch it. That's it's very big, detailed and yeah, very, yeah. Like it's everything. a big like uh, sweeping epic kind of thing. Yeah, like everything's yeah proper there's there's yeah. everything in it love story it's all set out perfectly it's all the proper characters yeah everything is thought about in the film that's what you get from it can i just jump into a point there if that's okay yeah just like i think i mentioned before that i love like procedural elements in the films kind of thing i love learning stuff from a film i love the idea of watching them just mapping a river trying to find the source of the river so they can mm. complete the map kind of thing i, I love that that little detail and there's a bit later in the film where i think it's the cannibals maybe who have this weird potion they put in the water it's and it, it numbs the fish and they've got the whole float to the surface. They couldn't, yeah, because it references back to the point that for the life of them, they had the biggest net in the world, couldn't catch a single fucking fish. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? Because the fucking water's full of piranhas. They're yeah. fishing in the wrong place. That was a good scene, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that I, was trying to, that I was trying to drive the whole point home as well is like these people think these are the savages, that they're being really racist, but these guys are probably a bit more advanced than they are. Do you know exactly, what? yeah. Yeah, because they've like, to... in, in their own right, they, they, they might be wearing just rags, yeah. but like they're literally like, like they've got a big farm in the jungle. Jungle, exactly. where, whereas the they couldn't do that. They're yeah. acclimatized um, to the jungle. That's what I mean. Yeah. That like, yeah. and, and like you said, they've got this technology to to numb fish so that they don't have to go out and fish them. I think that's a point. Like the whole thing of being adapted to the jungle. You can't bring somebody from the Shackleton's Antarctic team to the jungle exactly. and expect them to. You know, like... I just thought the the fact the way they're dressed, like you said, in just small rags. That's because it's so hot. They know what it's like. But even even his character, even Major Force, it says when he looks at the field of grown, he says it's mathematically set out, like perfect. The lines and the, it's almost in a grid, and they've done that by eye. Yeah. They've yeah. not, they've not says, measured yeah. that out. That's yeah. just done by eye. That's yeah, how, definitely. I, it does give a good sort of. It does show them in a good light. I know the I know they're slagged off a lot by the not main characters in the film because that's the period. But this kind of gives them a good. It, it shows that. They were a lot more advanced than we are. You yeah, do definitely. a lot more things with a lot less, you know, like uh, resources. Thing. Yeah, because yeah, they can make. I don't make... think it's trying to make it show almost like being like a lot more advanced than we are. I'm, not, I'm just. I meaning... feel. I feel like it's trying to like show that it's a lot more advanced than we thought they were. Because yeah. like we 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 genuinely thought these were just little like almost animals, like next to animals in the jungle kind of thing. I just. Yeah. But but like but in reality, like in their own environment, in their own right, they're actually like as in as advanced as we are but in the jungle so if we were to go to the jungle we would be useless mm. but if they came to us they'd be just as useless kind yeah. of thing is it i think charlie hunnam is like the easy only well, percy 
Fawcett sort of like he's the only one that kind of gets that because back at the society sort of like I'm sure one of them mentions sort of like they, they, they kind of think they're better than everyone because they mention the Americans and everyone just bursts out laughing it's like oh yeah. we're, we're much better than them and sort of, but Charlie Hunnam sort of appreciates that he's going to the, like one of the harshest environments in the world but these people know how to the savages know how to live in that yeah. environment whereas we wouldn't and he kind of appreciates that definitely makes a point about how like the the, the US have sent over like a 40 man strong team or yeah. something armed with guns they're like what, what, why are they armed you know like <laughs> what, me and my son are going to go and that's it yeah. <laughs> kind of thing yeah I was going to say it, it's, it, it shows how badly we looked upon other countries because we have such we're steeped in history in this country but the Americas this is a new country to them yeah so like we could they could never be better than us because we're so much older and wiser. I'm assuming you think they think we were wiser because in at a meal earlier in the thing in like the film, when he's speaking to one of the elder men, he's saying don't tell anyone about what you find because I think he sees shame upon it. Like I think they, it's just they'd that, embarrass us. I think it's just more that people all. Your reputation will take a knock. If, That's yeah, what, yeah. yeah. He he's yeah. like, "Whoa, you're gonna make us look bad here if you yeah. start telling everyone." He's like, "Why? Why mm. is that gonna make you look bad? I don't understand." Yep. Have we got anything more of that there, Inman? You want to go into? Um, I think well, a couple of trivia kind of bits. If you oh, want yeah, okay. Like you said, it was filmed on well, film yeah. instead of like digital because James Gray was. I think they contemplating doing digital, but I think James Gray sort of he does like doing it on actual film added a lot well it added 750,000 to the budget I don't know what the budget was for the film budget I've got, I've got that here budget 30 million only made 17 million so it's a bit of a flop oh really yeah bit of a shame because you know I'm, we'll get to it I really enjoyed this and uh, yeah when they're doing this poorly they're not going to keep making films like this are they so no <laughs> um, for the main role Brad Pitt was originally slated for it I can see that I mean I'm pretty sure he produced it Plan B, is, Plan the, B. his production company was part of it yeah who did like 12 Years a Slave as well and he had a small part in that but I can definitely see him yeah. you know leading this film uh, he was originally slated for it but him and Grey decided that they wanted someone English for it right so they chose Benedict Cumberbatch Oh, his wife was pregnant at the time and it conflicted with Doctor Strange right and I he think. was in 12 Years a Slave as well right okay <laughs> <laughs> and then finally got on to Charlie Hunnam you know what's funny right. I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch would have done a good job in it. I think Charlie Hunnam was perfect for this yeah. part, to be honest. Because yeah. he's a little bit robust. He's not... He, he's Benedict Cumberbatch is almost too posh. I mean, like, yeah. I don't think he'd have been well-built. Like, he wouldn't have been this long-serving army man. He's not... He's just not that person. He wouldn't have come no. across very well like that. But Charlie Hunnam's got this background where he's got a bit more edge to his character. Yeah. And just Charlie... Exactly. Charlie Hunnam. I, I can believe Charlie Hunnam would survive in the jungle. I'm not sure if I Benedict believe Cumberbatch would. would. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can imagine him yeah. sat down at a table having fucking high tea. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say, actually, in this film. There's just a random scene where there's like a, an outdoor opera in the middle of the fucking jungle. I was going to come to that. That's one of what my favourite scenes. <laughs> yeah, I had it down as one of mine. In terms of discovering stuff in the jungle, I mean, I, I didn't know what was going on at first when he came across the thing, but then you find out it's part of the rubber plantation that's working And the man's, the man's loaded, basically. Uh, Franco yeah. Nero is the guy running the rubber plantation who was like the original Django. So that, that was quite yeah. a little, little nod yeah, there. Cause but... he was, yeah, because he was basically the one who would trade a lot of the Indians, if you yeah. want to call him that. But I love that. They're just literally hacking through the jungle looking at him. I thought at first the music was just on the soundtrack. It's like a weird, you know... Like a cover over as they go yeah. through the jungle. Like a but they can hear it. They, they hack their way through and just come across like an opera. And no, not just that. They, they come across the road, the man for the expedition, just randomly. Yeah. They, they could have been walking in any direction. 
just happened to... They didn't follow the music. No. They followed a path. No. Yeah. And then just happened to find this. And I'll just go off that. One of the scenes that I really liked, I, I, and Nick, you were saying you weren't a big fan, but the World War One Battle of Battle of the Somme scene. I, I didn't. I weren't a big fan of it. No. I, I, I quite enjoyed I it. Think it looked very good. Again, it has that look to it where it feels like they're making you think you're watching something from a hundred years ago. Where I'd prefer a bit of a sounds a daft thing to say, but a bit more of a modern look. Like if Tarantino would have filmed this, it wouldn't have looked like that. Do, do you know what I mean? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a no. glorious bastard. So. No, because imagine Samuel L. Jackson just fighting for random. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's what it'd have been like yeah. but I, I enjoyed it though I mean all it was for me with that scene is I mean it, it's going to sound mad to say this on this film with it being two hours and twenty minutes it felt like that scene was far too rushed like, like it, it, I think like for the for the entirety of the World War One, I, I it was mean. just rushed yeah. like that yeah. bit. That's not the only bit I felt rushed. I felt the first two expeditions were really, really yeah. short. I, mean, I, 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 I generally don't agree with that. I'm not gonna lie, but um, like it's like World War One went on for how many years? Four years. Four years, and 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 they condensed it down to. I swear it was like two minutes long. Yeah, it's one scene basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and like it felt far too rushed, and like. Yeah. I, 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 that that could have been an amazing scene if they stretched out a bit. I just but. thought though his second expedition was like supposedly over two years, and yet that was was done in about ten minutes. I think I think they were all like year, years long the expeditions. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it goes from nineteen oh five, and then obviously it's nineteen sixteen. I think. Uh, I think and is so, 1911's mentioned as well? Nineteen eleven. That's when he's back at the Ge- Geographic Society. I think. That's literally yeah. after his second expedition in nineteen eleven because his child's grown. Yeah. You, you know, finishes. enough times pass because not only has his new child been born, his second child. But his first boy doesn't even remember him. Yeah, yeah. And then it finishes in 1925. That's the final chapter. Yeah. Have you got anything? Anything more there, Emily? You want to go into? Uh, no, not really. Hold no. on. Yeah. Nick, John, have you got anything you want to want to mention? No, we've pretty much covered what I, what I've seen of the film. What I felt was just. Oh, ch- ch- oh sorry. Go on. I, all I will mention is this. This was a Amazon production. It yeah. was. That's, I didn't even and, know and, and it irritated me that I had to pay for rental instead I, I of get agree. it on, on the uh, Prime. Okay. They've always done this thing, Amazon Prime, where they'll put films in cinemas, but then as soon as it's out on Blu-ray, they'll put it on Amazon Prime. But the first one they didn't do it with, to my knowledge, is uh, Manchester by the Sea, because it was an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it with us as well. Like so In three months' time, it'll be on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but for now, you've got to buy it kind of thing. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just want, oh. not, not about the film, but about Amazon. Like you pay for Amazon, and yet they still try and show you adverts—not adverts, but the adverts for shows that's on Amazon. Yeah, I I pay not to see those. Yeah, like I'm, that really Paint annoys me. Yeah, I really hate that. You know, like uh, I think like BBC have always had iDents and stuff, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm literally watching your channel already. Stop trying to make yeah. me watch your channel. I'm already watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speak about Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Got a history there, John. No. <laughs> Uh, just one final point at the end of the film he goes missing in the Amazon with his son but the he sends the pocket watch back which is the the kind of the MacGuffin of the film not a pocket watch it's a compass yep. oh, yeah. sends the compass back to the head of the geographic society as an indication that he found the lost city in real life that did happen it did get back to them but it was like a acknowledged that it was like a, a fraudster who did it I believe Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Have you got anything on that at all? Or no, I've not read about it. I believe it, it, it was found to be kind of like a, a fraud almost, but I just found that really interesting. That obviously, for the film, they're going to play it up like yeah. the big finale, but uh, yeah, apparently in real life, it's not that not that <laughs> nice an ending, but <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, so we, we all done? Yeah, yeah. Move on to ratings then, uh, right. Inman. Do you want to go first? 
Uh, I like the acting. I thought the choice of roles was good. Um, really like the way it was shot and everything like that. I'd give it a solid four. Four. Great stuff. Nick, I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, as I said before, it didn't take long before I picked up my phone, mm. um, which isn't a good indication for me because I was bored quite easy early on. But I was like, I was wait that like I do that a lot. To be fair, I pick up my phone, so I was like, right, I'll, I'll pick me up now, and then in a bit, it's gonna get dead good. <laughs> and 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 to me, it got it got um, to this finale in the first expedition I was like ah, and then they turned around yeah. and then they did it on the second one and I'm like ah, and they turned around and then they were about to do it on the third one it cuts to black and writing comes <laughs> up I'm like you're joking <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah I, I can't really rate it highly like it, it looked good and, and like I say like what probably what would have been one of my favourite scenes was cut down to two minutes yeah so I can't rate it highly at all. Um, two and a half hours was far too long as well. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm slagging off. I'm not going to give it a terrible... <laughs> I, a couple of weeks ago, I gave Armageddon a, a straight up zero. <laughs> so this, is, this isn't getting as low. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go down the middle with 2.5. That's fair enough. Yeah, good rating. Jonathan? Right, this one's going to sound really bizarre because I've just said loads of plus points to the to the film <laughs> that I thought. You know, you know like uh, visually, the the way the characters played it, um, the the people who they got in to play the roles. But I also find it quite, certain parts quite rushed and also just, it took too long to do something, in anything interesting. Okay. I only ended up watching half of it because I, I fell asleep and then woke up at like quarter past four in the morning. But <laughs> um, from the bit I did watch, nothing really remarkable happened. I was, I was waiting, like Nick said, I was waiting for something to happen that never happened. Um, yeah. so it didn't grip me enough as a, as a film should because I felt like I was just waiting I wasn't I wasn't enticed um, everything was there to make it a good film it just didn't but it just didn't spark off they've they've made it too similar to the real story rather than what movies tend to do is take the real story use most of it and then make it like really give it a bit of a jazz a bit of, yeah a bit of oomph <laughs> okay, right. they add to it don't they because they say it's Based on a true story, but yeah. it's not. It's yeah. not the true story. Dramatized. Yeah, they dramatize it. I kind of like that in films. I want it to be the real story, but with a bit extra because I don't need to know the details. If you want to make them a bit more, umph, but some it still happened. You know, the same thing still is yeah. the outcome. That's fine with me. But in this, it didn't. I felt like it. This probably was the real story. Okay. The whole real story. What, what, what are you rating it then? It has to be like. It has to be a two and a half. It's not. Okay. It's not like. It's not like good but it's not awful at the same time I'm not going to go into it now but next week on Dunkirk I'm going to pull you up on a lot of what you just said <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into it now save it for next week <laughs> but uh, yeah I've got a bit I, I loved this I'm hesitant on giving out five stars straight away but I'm, I'm just doing it five stars my only quibble with the film was the look of it which you mentioned in but yeah. not it, it looks gorgeous it's a, it's a beautiful looking film it's just for my personal taste I'd, I'd rather it go for a different look, yeah, I but I can't. That. I can't argue with how good it looks. So yeah, five stars. Loved it. Good. That's a that's a the lost city of Z. It done. is. If you want to catch that, what it, did you give it? A five. A five. Yeah. Five or four. Four and two. Oh my god! So it actually got fourteen. So it's like a. It's pretty high. Three and a half. Yeah. Rates it a three and a half out of five as a general consensus. Yep. I think IMDb rating is six point seven. 
So it's, it's pretty, pretty bang on with pretty MDB. Standard on I think MDB, isn't it? kind of the same. Well, uh, no, it's a lot higher. Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. This, 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 oh, people love like this thing. Like, yeah, critics love this thing. Anyway, audiences yeah. stayed away. But yeah, but critics don't don't form the general consensus as people who end yeah. up watching it. So it lost thirteen. It's like twenty three. So. Pe- yeah, it's like twenty three people are critic are the, the critics that do it. But yeah, what about the other like thousands of people that end up watching it? So we'll we'll wrap it up there then, guys. Uh, quick social media, Inman. What what are you on? Uh, Rubik's Football on Twitter. That's at, at Rubik's Football. Nicholas at DST Nick. I'm at Jono eighty eight Jono, and I'm at Taylor nineteen eighty. And Jono, what else have we got? Yeah, we've got the centralized one. So if you want to catch us on Twitter, it's at DST Podcast, and if you want to get us on Instagram, that's DST Podcast and the number four. And Nick, what's the Facebook page? Oh, yeah, we've got a Facebook now. Yeah. Yeah, it's recently, recently uh, launched. A new edition. Yeah, yeah, it's facebook.com forward slash DST podcast. Perfect. And just a quick bit of housekeeping. We also do a Twin Peaks and Game of Thrones podcast every, released every Wednesday. Every yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, reviewing the uh, the latest episode. So if, 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 I'm sure you like Game of Thrones. So if you like that, get over there, check out the podcast and uh, give us some feedback. Yeah. So, we're we all done, guys, for this week. Yeah, we're all covered. Yep. What about the film for next week? He's obviously covered already. Dunkirk. A Dunkirk, Dunkirk. special. Yep, I'll be pulling you up on what? On, on... <laughs> you, I know what you're going to pull me up on as well already. Yeah, yeah. And, so but there's a difference and, and I already know what well, we Well, I'll give you a week to get your argument together. I've got my argument now. I can't wait for this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, tune in next week for our big Dunkirk review. Yeah, that'll, that'll and it'll be, uh, be, be recorded at a brand new studio. Yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll be at Site D next week. <laughs> uh, five-man pod next week. We'll all be there next week. So, we will. Yeah, tune in next week for Dunkirk. Awesome. Okay, we all, all done? Yeah, 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 fantastic. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See you next week. Bye. See you next Bye. week. See you later. Cheers. Bye.